It's now time for the reading of God's Word. Uh, There'll be a Bible there in front of you, as well as the verse will appear on the screen. Uh, The verse we'll be reading today is Genesis chapter 42 and verse number 36. Genesis chapter 42 and verse 36. Those who are able, if you'll stand at this time. Genesis 42 and verse 36. The Bible says, And Jacob their father said unto them, Me have ye bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this morning. We're able to be in on Jacob. Uh, Jacob lost Joseph (coughs) for a short while. And he makes the statement uh, when they ask to take Benjamin as well, he says, all these things are against me. And so uh, the the title of the message has been, this is our our third week on this, don't lose it when you lose it. Let's pray, we'll jump right in. Lord, help guide and direct our thoughts, our words, we pray. We ask for your favor. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Um, Very, very quickly, Job, we know what he went through. He lost his wealth. Uh, There wasn't anybody like Job. In fact, he was respected in his community, but in one day, boom, it was all gone. Everything was stolen or, or suffered great loss. Second thing, he lost 10 children in one day. In fact, these words came one right on the heels of another. He lost his, his wealth. He lost his loved ones. Third thing, he lost his health. And uh, boy, it can, it, your life can change with a health situation in a moment. Um, and so in one day, he's lost his wealth. He's lost his family. He's lost his health. He's covered with boils from the crown of his brow to the sole of his feet. Strips himself of his garment and puts on the mourning cloth, if you will, of sackcloth and ashes. And he's sitting in a dung heap. And he's taking a potsherd, would be like a stone, and he's scraping these painful boils on his body. Unbelievable, unbelievable discomfort. That's Job's day. Then... uh, he loses the company of his friends. He has three friends who come up, and uh, they look at him for seven days. They never say a word. They just see his anguish. And by the way, keep in mind, if you don't know what to say, it's probably best to say nothing. You don't have to say anything. And for seven days, they stared at him. I'm sure their thoughts were moved. This was, he was their dear friend, but they had nothing to say. And as it turns out, it would have been better had they not said anything. Because they begin to, they proceed to unload on Job. They let Job have it. They accuse him of not being right with God. By the way, don't ever mistake someone's difficulty or suffering as a pronouncement of the judgment of God. Because Job is the clearest example that that wasn't the case with him. You and I never know what God is doing. We don't know what God is doing. We can rest assured that God is always doing, but we never know exactly what he's doing. We like to think we do. We like to be as Job's three friends were. Oh, this is because of this. You're you're not right with God. This is why this has happened. I remember when uh, Rebecca was sick with cancer, I actually had someone, and I didn't really know him, but he called me and asked me, he said, are you right with God? when Rebecca was sick with cancer. And I thought, what a crazy question to ask. I told him, I said, I said you know, that's the first question I ask. God, what are, you, what are you doing here? What are you trying to do in my life? 
And uh, I, I, you know, you do your own introspection when things are happening. You, 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 you're your own worst enemy many times in that regard. We start looking at ourselves. Job did as well. In fact, Job made the statement that it was good for, it would have been better for him had he never been born. He was at the bottom. I don't think Job thought he could go any lower. But notice about Job, after all of those losses, we notice this, first of all, Job kept his faith. What a, what a remarkable statement that Job makes here in Job chapter 13, verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. God was not on trial in Job's life, and you should never put God on trial when things aren't going your way in your life. You think, well, I didn't expect this. Hey, listen. I'm 56, Lord willing, next month I'll be 57 if God allows me to live. And you know what? Not everything has gone like I thought it would. I'm not even where I thought I would be at 56. I didn't think I'd be in Oregon. And I'm not throwing off on Oregon. I love Oregon. All right? Why are you laughing? Yeah. I, I, I love the rain. I miss it. We haven't had it for months. I'm looking forward to the rain. Some of you probably are not, but I am, you know? And uh, uh, so, this is not where I thought I would be. You know, I thought by now my home would be paid off, and then I moved to Oregon where that's likely to never happen. You know? I mean, we sold our house, moved out here, and wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, so, I, so I, I understand, you know? And, and, and that's where, so I, I could look at my wife and say, honey, I didn't think this was where we would be in a lot of ways in life. But I'm not going to blame God. I'm not going to sit there and say, well, I thought this by now. I thought this would have happened. I I would have expected that by now this would have been. Job didn't do that. Job lost everything in one day and never blamed God one moment. He kept his faith. And secondly, he kept his hope. He kept his hope. You know, uh, the Bible tells us in, in Job 11, verse 18, And thou shalt be secure, because there is hope. Yea, thou shalt dig about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in safety. Romans chapter 8, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope? James chapter 5, Behold, we count them happy, which endure. And here's the testimony of, of Job from the book of James Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord and that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Job never lost his hope. I I want to ask you a question. Does God have your blessing or do you just want his? I want you to think about that one for a moment. Does he have your blessing? By that I mean, does he have your permission? He doesn't need it, but does he have it? I'll say it this way. Are you good for God to do whatever he wants in your life? Are you okay with that? It's a, it's a difficult place to get to in life when you, when you are at the place where you say, God, my hands are off. Nevertheless, when you have a nevertheless moment and you say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. It's the prayer that Christ prayed on the cross. He said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me nevertheless. Nevertheless is when you take the hands off the reins 
And the average one of us, we want, to, we want God's favor. We want God's blessing as long as it lines up with what we want. I'm okay with God moving and working in my life as long as I get a little bit of input. As long as I get a little bit of say-so. As long as I get to call some of the shots. Now, I want them to be good to me, and I want, to, I want them to take care of me. I want them to provide, and I want my kids to be well, and I want my family to prosper, and I want all of these things, but I really want God to move. I, I just want to be able to call some of the shots. You have to get to the place where Job was when he said, I, I'm, I'm happy to endure because I didn't lose my hope. So the question is, does God have your blessing, or do you just want his Giving him your blessing is whatever you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. That's a tough one. I, I shared this in our connection group this morning. And we've been, uh, we've been talking about the home in our connect, connection group. By the way, 9.30 in the morning, connection groups, worth coming for if you're able to. When Rebecca was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, there was a particular night, my wife will remember this, and I didn't tell her this for a long time, but... It was, uh, it was probably 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and she was having a bad time of it. And the doctors told us that it, she probably would not survive that night. And, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you, we started walking through the hallways, and they were working on her, and, and um, it wasn't looking good. I remember saying to the Lord that night, and, I, again, I didn't tell Tony this for a long time, but I remember saying to the Lord, probably the hardest prayer I ever prayed in my life, I said to the Lord in so many words through, you know, brokenness, right? If it's better for you to take her, you don't need my blessing. You don't need my permission, but I'm trusting you to do whatever's best. My prayer was always, God, heal her. God, make her well. Take the cancer away and all of that. That was my prayer. It was a natural prayer, right? Now, God was good. God was gracious and uh, those of you who don't know who Rebecca is, she was our two daughters were up here singing with that other guy. But, uh, no. Where's Jake at? Jake, I'm kidding, man. Jake's a great guy. But, but Rebecca was up here singing, turned 19 this week, and those doctors that night said she probably wouldn't survive the night. But I remember saying, God, whatever you want to do, it's okay. Could you ever pray that prayer? Because that's a tough one to pray. But Job said, take, take it, and uh, uh, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I think, why? Because he kept his faith, he kept his hope, and then let me say this, he kept his focus. I want to spend a moment on this. Notice in Job chapter number 1, verse 20, and uh, in, in verse 21 to follow. Then Job arose, it's on the screen there in front of you, and rent his mantle. Rent means tore shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. Wait a second. Did I read that right? Everything bad happened to Job and he had church. We don't do that. Come on now. Don't leave me hanging. Everything, I mean, it could not have been worse for one individual in all of human history, what did he do? He worshipped. I, I, I don't know. I'm not there. I, I read about these people in the Bible, and I, you know, it's kind of like those Southwest commercials, want to get away. 
mean, that's how I feel. And the Bible says that Job, he rose, he rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground, and worshipped, and said, notice this, naked came I out of my mother's womb, naked shall I return thither, the Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't get it. You know, when I like to say, blessed be the name of the Lord, somebody gave me some cash. Bless God. Hallelujah. I went to a restaurant. Someone bought my meal. Boy, isn't God good? I remember one time I took my family, went to Longhorn Steakhouse. It was Christmas time. And uh, I told them, I said, listen, get whatever you want. We're going to order the appetizers and all that kind of stuff. It was our Christmas get together. And, and I knew the bill was going to be two or 300 bucks, you know. And that may not be a lot for you, but it was a lot for me. And I said, get whatever you want. And they used to love these uh, onion petals and these, they'd make these house-made uh, chips. How many of you have ever eaten at Longhorn? Hallelujah. I see that hand. God bless you. And so I told him, I said, we're going to get anything you want, and we ordered it up. No splitting. You know, sometimes you go, sometimes you go and you split because, well, you can't eat that much, and sometimes you split because you look at the menu, right? Come on, can I get a witness this morning? You've never done that? Oh, you've never eaten at one of those places where they don't put the prices on. Now, that's scary. You talk about the just shall live by faith. That's the just shall dine by faith. And so I told him, I said, look, I said, you get whatever you want. And I, I, we'd saved, my wife and I had saved. And so, man, I'm ordering appetizers. We're ordering everything. They're bringing out the meal. And uh, does anybody count what it's going to cost before you get the ticket? Just to, uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to be miserly. You say, man, I'm never going to eat with you. Um, well, I, but I do that, one, because I want to make sure the ticket's right, okay? Now, I knew I was going to spend a boat load, but, but I, I, I was ready to do it. And so, uh, so I'm waiting, and the check doesn't come. And, you know, we'd been sitting for a while. They'd come, come by and cleaned up and offered enough uh, water that we all had to make a couple trips back and forth. I mean, I mean we were good. And then uh, I, said, I said, ma'am, I said, uh, we're waiting on our ticket. And they said, someone paid for your bill. Yes, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Great timing, Rich. Thanks for jumping in there. Man, that's how I felt. You know what that was? That was, and by the way, to this day, my wife knows this is true. I don't know who did it. I remember looking down the restaurant. Do I know you? I did. I I looked around. I did not see anybody in the entire restaurant. It was kind of the holiday season, so it's packed. And I, I didn't see anybody I knew. I don't, to this day, I don't know who did it. If you're here somewhere, I'm going to Mazatlan today. So if you, <laughs> if, if you want to show up, it's all fine by me. But, 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 man, on that day, you know what it was? That was, that was an easy, isn't God good? That really was. I mean, that, that, was a, that was a no-brainer. Man, God is so good. That's me. I think it might be you. But it wasn't Job. Job was blessed and he was encouraged, but, but he never lost his focus because he looked at everything that he had and he, and he realized this. These are things, his possessions, but his children, these are my children, this is my family, this is my heritage, these are 10 people that, that, that I had brought up and that I had trained and taught, it's gone, so what I do, I do what I always do, I go to church. I never stop worshiping God because I didn't get the raise. I don't stop worshiping God because 
I didn't get the promotion. I don't stop worshiping God because someone else got a newer vehicle than I got. I don't worship God because someone else's child got the trophy or, or the scholarship and I didn't. I, I don't worship God just because everything is perfect in my life. Because the fact of the matter is, there's not a one of us this morning that can stand up and say, man, everything's great in my life. You may have came in today thinking, well, it's pretty good right now. But the fact of the matter is, man that is born of woman is a few days, Job said this, full of trouble. Life's trouble. But you don't turn your back on he who never turns his back on you. Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He kept his focus. May I say this further? He knew from whence he came. You see, because you and I have to stop and pause for a moment and think about where we could be were it not for grace. I think about that from time to time. You know, God's been very good to me in this life. I've, I've never really known hunger. I mean, there, were, there were times, particularly early in ministry, where my wife and I, we didn't, we didn't know about groceries. There were times when groceries showed up on our porch step. I remember that in the early days of ministry. I remember getting, getting a check from a church from, for, for a season of time, and they would tell me, don't cash this because it's not good yet. We'll try to make it good before the week's out. How do you eat on this is not good yet? You know, try, try that with two slices of bread. What are you having today? It's not good yet, right? Maybe some spam. Spam's always good, right? Can I get a witness? I saw where spam was coming out with pumpkin spice spam. I'm serious. I, 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 man, I'm thinking, how good can that be? It can't be that good. I'm sure that won't be a hit, but anyway, man, we're on food this morning. Sorry. You say, why? Because I'm keeping my focus. He kept his focus. He realized that everything that God has given me has become because of the good hand of God upon me. You see, the Bible says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions, they fail not. You may not have everything that you thought you would at this point, but I promise you this. You have more than you or I deserve. You see, because the true definition of humility is realizing, you know what this guy deserves? Hell. We don't ever want to think about it that way. We want to think, well, I'm not so bad. No, I'm, I'm rotten enough to be in hell. I'm a sorry enough sinner that were it not for God's grace, God's mercy, God's long-suffering, that's exactly where I'd be today. You must keep your focus. May I say this? Fourthly, he knew it wasn't all about him. The Bible tells us, psalmist wrote, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? You know what's amazing is you, you're here today, and, and if you want God to speak to you, he's going to speak to you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your background. And in a crowd this size, it runs the gamut. Some of you in here today, maybe you're lost. You never trusted Christ as your Savior. It's my hope and prayer you do that before you leave today, but I, I can't force you. If I, I can't make you. That's the free will of man. It's a, it's a wonderful thing about God is he always lets you choose. He, he never compels anyone to get saved. 
But you got one of two options. Heaven and hell, that's it. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. You either trust him or you reject him. And if you leave today lost, you have chosen to reject him, even at least for the moment. I hope that's not your final answer. But you're going to meet God one day, each and every one of us are. But Job realized that, that this life is not all about me. And, and as we look at our, our, our crowd this morning, we have people who maybe do not know the Lord. Some who are young Christians, haven't been saved very long. Some who've been saved for years. Some who came in today struggling with health. Some with worries and, and angst about the future and the unknown. Not sure how things are going to turn out. Maybe a relationship that's strained. Maybe a job situation that's tenuous. Maybe a mortgage payment you're not sure you can meet. And you're looking at all of these things, and it's easy for us sometimes to drift and, and, and lose our focus. But Job knew everything in this life has never been about me. It has always been about him. You are not your own, the Bible says. You're bought with a price, the Bible says. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are His. Sometimes people might say, and I understand this particularly with us when we were young, and if you're a young person now, and you're, what do you want to do with your life? Well, you know, the real answer, not trying to sound real spiritual, because I'm not sure that I ever thought this then anyway, but the real answer is, well, it's not my life. That doesn't mean that God wants you to necessarily do this, and I'm not, I, I'm just saying, you've got to understand something. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're going in life, whatever your vocation is, you have to understand this. It's not my life. I know popular culture and songs in, our, in, our, in, in pop culture say, it's my life. No, it's not. Never has been. It's his. It's his. It always has been, and it always will be. He knew that it wasn't all about him. Fifthly, this is so good. He knew that this wasn't all he had and all that he would have. Notice this statement. I love this statement. You've heard it before probably if you're you're familiar with church at all. If not, notice this, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Wait just a second. You lost everything. Yeah, I know, but it gets better. Can I tell you this? Listen to this. Whatever is happening in your life, I can guarantee you this. It won't always be like this. Now, that means even if everything's great, <laughs> pardon the grammar, it ain't always great. You think, man, I'm on, I'm, I'm on top of the world. And don't ask me why I wanted to start singing Looking Down on Creation from the Carpenters. But some of you don't even get that song. I'm on the top. There you go. Boy, man, I'm telling you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I'm on the Okay. I have so dated myself right there. But, uh, but man, you think everything is great, but I'm going to tell you this right now. It won't always be like that. And if you're sitting here in the midst of it and you're sinking and you think, man, I don't even know if I can go any further. I, I, everything is against me and it's problem and it's trouble and it's difficulty and it's adversity. I can tell you this, it won't always be like that either. You know, one of the greatest lessons from, from Joseph uh, or, or, or from when, when God sent uh, 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 Moses, rather. Uh, no, Joseph. Joseph to tell the, the, the Pharaoh's dream. And he told him, he said, listen, he said, get ready. He said, because it's not always going to be like this. He said, we've got seven years. It's going to be awesome, man. You're going to have so much stuff. You can store it, build up these houses, and people are going to come for you, uh, come to you and buy and purchase, and, and, and it's going to be awesome. But 
won't always be like that. Then you're going to have seven years of famine. Just unbelievable. You, you can't imagine how bad it is. So I'm going to tell you this today. It doesn't matter where you're at, what's happening in your life. It won't always be like this. Job knew this. On this day, I lost all of my wealth. It's gone, evaporated, poof. No insurance in those days. He was, he was in good hands, but he didn't have any insurance, if you will. He had assurance, and everything's gone. And he said this, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't have an answer for it all, but I know this. When I get to the other side of this, whatever your this is right now, Know this as a child of God, that the other side of your this is always good if you're a child of God. Now, if you're lost this morning, you don't know for sure about eternity, your other side of this is worse. I'm not trying to paint a pretty picture. If you die without God, the other side of this is far worse. You must be born again. But if you are here today as a child of God, you're struggling. You're wondering, you're worried, you're anxious. Job said, listen, he said, I don't, I don't know about this right now. Even though my friends have accused me and said, oh, you've given so, so many people encouragement and help through the years, but now that it's happened to you, what do you say now? I don't know about this, but I know about that. I was sitting at the bedside of a man who was dying from cancer. And uh, his family had asked me to remain in the room, and they had gone down to the uh, break area to get some coffee. It was probably 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and we knew that he, he was going to be going soon. He's all hooked up to monitors. He hasn't spoken in about a day. I'm sitting there with him 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and he sits up in bed. Now, I'll have to be honest with you, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, I was a little freaked. I wish I could say I was so spiritual. I, I said, oh, how are you? I was just a little, a little put off, kind of, oh, you know. Um, it scooted my chair away a little bit. But I remember being taken back, and th- then he looked at me, and he said, Brother Mason. I looked around to see if there was anybody else there. And he said this. He said, I've seen the other side, and everything's going to be okay. He laid down on the bed and passed away. You know what he saw? See, his this right then was pancreatic cancer. It was eaten away as his body. He'd gone through all of the treatments. He wasn't breathing on his own. He was on morphine drip. It was all of the the entrapments of this world and his body waning away. But he wasn't talking about this. This, this was a mess. This was man's best and noblest attempt to try to extend a life that all of us are going to one day end. He said, I don't know about this, but I know about that. I don't know what your this is today, but Job said, don't focus on this, focus on that. Then we say this, and I, I hasten. He knew from where his help came. 
Notice what he said. He also shall be my salvation. You, you know what he's saying there? I don't know how we're getting out of this and how we're getting to that, but I know it'll be because of him. He also shall be my salvation, for an hypocrite shall not come before him. Job is saying, Job is saying, I have lived my entire life preaching and teaching and believing this. I'm not about to change now because of my this. I got to tell you, though, I have seen so many people in life whose this threw them that they lost sight of that. Job said, I, he told his friends, I don't know why. I don't know why this has happened. And this right now, this is my this. I don't like it. I didn't order it. I don't have an explanation for it. And I'm so discouraged that I despaired of life. Job even said it would have been good if I'd never been born. He was so despairing. But he also said, I I know whatever is this, I know he is the only way out of this. That's how you get from this to that. I could have titled the message this morning, this and that. Because everybody today, you're in this. And longing for that. And Job said this. He shall be. That's that's future tense. He shall be my salvation. Meaning I know he's going to get me out. My question to you today is, what are you trusting to get you out of this? To that. And then finally, last thought, he gained it all and then some. Say what happened to Job. Well, at the very end, the Bible tells us in chapter number 42 as we wind up the book of Job, the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Two verses later, so the Lord blessed the latter and end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 she-asses. The bottom line is this, the end and the that was far better than the this. There's some things in life that are irreplaceable, I understand that. But my focus and our focus should never be on this. It should always be looking for that. The, the Bible tells us looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Songwriter says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Now, I I like my this. I want it to be comfortable. I want it to be nice. Sometimes it's unpleasant. Sometimes it's bad news. Sometimes it's difficulties. Sometimes it's strains. Sometimes it's unmet expectations and frustrations, one thing after another. But I'm not living for this. I'm looking for that. For each and every one of us, wherever you're at, and whatever your this is today, you need to be looking 
for that. And the only way that can happen is if you recognize what Job said. He said, He is, He shall be my salvation. Quick thought and I'm done. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Christ as your Savior. It's the one decision in life about which you cannot be mistaken. There's no middle ground. I said it earlier, if I could talk you into getting saved, I would, but it's your free call. It's your free choice. It's up to you. But I know the only way out of your this, to get to a glorious that, is through Him. If you've never trusted Christ, you ought to do that today. I would plead with you with everything that is within me to do that. But if you're here as a child of God this morning and you're, you're this, it's frustrating. You sometimes want to say, why would God do this? Don't focus on this. Focus on that. It's what Job did. It's why God used him as one of the greatest examples in all the Word of God. So much so that he went to the devil and said, I know a man who's not stuck on his this because he's focused on that. That's why Job was one of the greatest examples in all the Word of God. How about you today? Don't get stuck on this. Keep your eyes on that which is to come. Shall we stand? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Just very, very quickly, I want to ask a couple questions with nobody looking around. I wouldn't want to embarrass anyone at all. Though when we stand before God, it'd be something we'd be glad to be embarrassed about if it meant the difference in eternity. How many would say with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, just in a quick way of testimony, I know for sure that I'm a Christian. I personally have placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Would you lift your hand up just very, very quickly? You put it right back down, just very, very quickly. Put it up, put it down. God bless you. Most everybody in here raised their hand. Perhaps some did not and didn't want to, or I wasn't clear with my question. That's okay. But maybe there's someone here this morning you'd say, you know, I I don't know that for sure. In fact, right now, the only thing I'm thinking about is my this. But I want to tell you that today you need to be focused on that because it is the only way out of this. If you're here today and you don't know for sure that heaven's your home, would you, would you look this way just real quickly? Just, just look, look up here. i tell you very simply how you can trust Christ as your Savior. There's four things that you must know. Number one, you must know that you're a sinner. Hey, that's me. If you're thinking I'm throwing you under the bus, hey, I'm under it because I'm a sinner. Then I also have to know that there's a penalty for that sin. And I know that, thirdly, that that penalty has already been paid by somebody else. So my that is possible to get me out of this because of trusting Jesus Christ as my Savior. The fourth thought is the most important, and that is I've got to accept that free gift of salvation. Several of you have looked at me through these four points, and I don't know your heart. I don't know where you're at spiritually, but I would encourage you to do this before you leave. Trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you'll come down to the altar, we have people in a matter of moments could take the Word of God and show you how you can know for sure that heaven's your home. It'd be my prayer that you would do that. 
Don't get stuck in this. Because that, on the other side, is what it's all about. Lord, would you bless in our invitation? Help us, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. While the piano plays, if God spoke in your heart, would you come just very, very quickly? Maybe you're thinking of someone you'd like to pray for. Maybe you're asking God to help you through your this. Maybe you want God to keep your heart focused on that. Go deal with Dave right here. Songwriter says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of this, this will grow strangely dim. Many folks at the altar, perhaps you're not able to come and not inclined to do so, but boy, don't, uh, don't get stuck in this and miss that. She'll play through one more verse. If you need to come, I want to encourage you to do that. Don't, don't miss it. And don't ever think we've got plenty of time, plenty of opportunity. The Bible says, what is your life? It is but a vapor that appeareth for a little time that vanisheth away. How many know this song? Can you sing it with me on the chorus? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Here we go. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world. And the things of earth will grow strangely. In the light of His glory and grace. And you did a great job, even though I messed up the words. But what a great truth it is. Don't get stuck in this and miss that. Because that's what God has for everybody. Don't lose it when you lose it. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you're here as a guest, I want to again... I hope you've taken time to fill out the Connect card. And if you drop that off as you leave, uh, Robert, come on up here, if you would. Um, drop that off the counter as you leave. And uh, we've got a gift we'd like to put in your hands as well as uh, get you a gift card in the mail this week. I do want to encourage you to pray for our young people. Many of them and their families will be heading back. My wife and I and Lauren will be taking Rebecca back to Florida this week and uh, dropping her off. And that's always a, a, a big deal, a tough time. And so uh, pray for these. I know Thompson's heading to Texas and uh, other ones, different places. We mentioned all that earlier. And, uh, but uh, pray for them. Hope you're able to come back tonight. If you are, we'll, we uh, uh, will be speaking tonight. And then right after that, we have a fellowship with Serial Night. And uh, that'll be a treat. Also tonight, uh, we have a video, a uh, quick video highlight of our week at camp with the the teens and the junior age young people, and uh, we'll share a few thoughts about that as well tonight. So looking forward to that. Thank you so much for being in the Lord's house today. If you're a guest, boy, I hope I get to see you as you leave. We're honored you came, and we certainly hope to see you back in a service at Timberline again 
very, very soon. Robert, why don't you uh, dismiss us in prayer, if you would, please. All right, let's, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for a great day in your house, dear Lord. Thank you for this message, dear Lord, as, a, dear Lord, as you've uh, recorded Job's life, dear Lord, as we could look upon it, dear Lord, and know that uh, uh, this isn't everything, dear Lord, that we could look upon you. Dear Lord, we are thankful for our pastor, thankful for his, uh, his diligence, dear Lord, in, in studying your word, dear Lord, using him in a great, mighty way. We thank you for that. Dear Lord, pray you be with us as we go about. Dear Lord, bring us back safely tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, and you're dismissed. Bye.